now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas of your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Bove. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I've been your host here every week for the last six years on weekends here on CFAX 1070. This, of course, is not my day job. This is my fun job. Uh, I have been helping people here in Greater Victoria with their real estate needs since 1991. I've handled hundreds and hundreds of transactions here in our fair city, ranging from first-time buyers to retirement properties to downsizes, investment properties, uh, land assemblies, uh, strata developments, everything. Uh, But you know what? It's a fun business and it's a fun job because there's no two files that are exactly the same. And if you're thinking of maybe doing something, for this year we're here in a new year right now 2024 you're thinking of maybe making a move in the near future and you're looking for some information or advice feel free to reach out i'd be happy to chat with you you can find my contact information and the rest of the whole home show team members by visiting cfax1070.com look under shows and there you'll find us the whole home show with me tony joe all of our contact information is there or just reach out to me i love hearing from our loyal cfax listeners every week it is a new year Here we are, the first few days of 2024. And of course, what all of you, what every homeowner in the province of BC would have received by now is your property assessment. In fact, they came a little bit earlier. They said they came in 2023, the uh, last week of December instead of first week of January. And there's a lot of questions about property assessment. What does it mean to you? How does it affect you directly? If your assessment went down, what does that mean? If it went up, does it mean that you can sell for more? Well, let's talk about that this episode here. And I'm bringing back our team, actually, it's almost like a reunion because our very first show here on CFAX with a whole home show was with these three guests. And I typically bring them back every year at this time as well, too, just to give you a little refresher about property assessments. Uh, so we have with us Amanda Mills from Mills Appraisal Group talking about how property assessments are used or maybe they're not, in the evaluation of properties. We'll be talking with our show partner and supporter, Denise Webster from Dominion Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group uh, about if lenders use assessed values in determining value on a property when people are doing a mortgage, getting financing or a refinance on a property. And then finally, we have Peter Morris. He is the author of a book, that you can get digitally, by the way, either digitally or hard copy. It is how to successfully appeal your BC property assessment. He always gives lots of great advice. Looking forward to hearing from him. So uh, this episode here is all about property assessments, basically everything you ever wanted to know. 
So, of course, again, we are entering into a, we are here, not entering, we're already here in a new year, 2024, by the time you're listening to this here right now. I do have the statistics for uh, 2023 and how the real estate market ended up. And I thought you might want to hear about how things uh, ended up in the year. So, um, a few things here. Number one. You're always wondering about prices, of course. And you know what? We'll just talk about average prices for single-family homes in Greater Victoria. We ended up the year. So this is December 31st. The price for the average price for a home in the Victoria Real Estate Board. Remember, folks, that is souped to Sydney. That's all municipalities here in Greater Victoria. Uh, these are single-family homes, so these are not condos or townhouses. We're just using this number here right now. Uh, it is one million. Two hundred and eighty-eight thousand four hundred and forty-eight dollars. One two eight eight four four eight. And if you're wondering where that is relative to last year, well, we are down three point four percent. Now I know that's less than what many people maybe expect, but we're looking at year to year. We know that the peak, like when we hit the price high in Greater Victoria, that was in. April of 2022. And just for comparison's sake, that number was 1,426,000. So it hit a peak, slowed down a little bit, but it has not, it's still expensive, folks. We're still the third most expensive real estate in Canada. We are a demand location. I'm going to talk more about that in just a moment. Uh, are you wondering about what prices are going to do this year? Well, I'm going to tell you that just before the end of this segment here. Uh, but before I do, I want to get into some other things as well. We talk about active listings. What's the inventory level like? Well, we ended up uh, December, the month of December, with 2,130 listings. 2,130 listings. Uh, what does that mean to you? Well, uh, we were uh, up. So last year was a really low, really low inventory level. Um, in December, we ended up then uh, at around, uh, it was like 1,600s. We're up 26%. That means there's a lot more things to choose from. Uh, now, we're still not that high, by the way. If you're wondering what that means relative to the grand scheme of things, we are used to seeing months where inventory is 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 active listings. So even at 2,100, it's still pretty low, right? Uh, the other thing that we look at, of course, is the number of sales that happened. So we ended up uh, last month in December with 329 sales. That is up 2.8% from the year prior. Um, but I want to talk to you about how we ended up in the year. So we finished 2023 with 6,207 sales in Greater Victoria. That is down 8.77%. Again, I think a lot of people are expecting that that drop to have been bigger. Well, it's not. And, and the reason for that is that we actually started off okay. We had good numbers in the sort of um, May, June uh, uh, time of this year. Uh, even September was okay. Uh, you know, that was far from a soft year is I guess what I'm trying to say to you folks. Uh, I'm looking at the list, list right now. There were other years where we finished up at 5747, 6040, uh, 5440, 5303, uh, far from a soft, soft year. Now I'll admit it's kind of the lower half of the last 30 years, um, but it's okay. 
uh, and the reason why it's okay is because it also means that the that sales did not drop off the ledge. Part of the reason why sales are kind of low is because inventory is low too, folks. I say this all the time. Uh, you go to a bakery and if there's no bread on the shelves, their sales numbers are going to be down, right? But the biggest thing to take away from all I'm saying here is we know interest rates are up. We know rates affected the number of sales that happen out there. The biggest uh, confusing piece, which was discussed by Brendan Ogmanson, the chief economist of BCREA, the British Columbia Real Estate Association, here on this program a couple of months ago, is the fact that we've got increased interest rates, yet prices have not really dropped a bunch. So what does that mean coming up here? Well, of course, the announcements recently are that the interest rates Bank of Canada is likely to bring interest rates back down. And they had been talking about doing that the later half of 2024. Most recently, the reports have been maybe in quarter two. So maybe more like spring or halfway through the year. So it'll happen sooner. And when that happens, the activity will start picking up again. Now, sellers, does that mean that you will get more money then? Well, I, I feel that everyone believes that it'll mean that your property will sell. And it may not take six months. It may only take one month. It doesn't necessarily mean that prices will go up. It does mean that there's going to be more buyers out there. So there's probably going to be more inventory out there as well, too. Um, but the underlying, uh, the bottom line here is, if you're wondering if it's a good time to buy, I believe it's not bad right now. It's not bad because there's a lot of choice out there, particularly in the condo market for people wanting to get into the marketplace. There's choices. There's sellers who want to talk. Yes, the interest rates are a little bit high right now, but maybe Denise will tell you to go with a variable so that when the rates come down, you'll benefit from that as well, too. A lot of things to consider. Uh, if you have questions, as always, just reach out to me. Happy to chat. Talk about real estate and, you know, your needs and, and uh, answer any questions that you may have. But we need to take a break here. We are going to be picking up our conversation about property assessments in 2024. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. It's assessment season. You received your property assessment in the mail, uh, you know, usually before January the 1st or usually after January the 1st, but it was before January 1st this year. So that's always a nice little piece of information. Everyone's excited to open up and find out if their property's up or down, how much it is, hopefully, one way or other. I don't know. Uh, of course, we've got our three experts on our program today. It is a reunion of sorts because they were the first interview of the whole home show way back many years ago. Uh, so it's always good getting them back. Our next guest, of course, is our regular guest show partner and supporter denise webster she is the mortgage broker extraordinaire from dominion lending center centers modern mortgage group uh denise how are you today happy new year by the way happy new year tony i'm great it's good to be back doing this it's always a nice way to start the year and i look forward to this conversation and uh yeah there's always a bit of a hub out there of, of you know everybody talking about either their neighbor's assessment or their own assessment. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, listen, just before the break, I was talking about uh, interest rates and how there seems to be confidence the Bank of Canada might be receding maybe sooner rather than later. I don't want to get there with you right now because I feel that's a whole other episode. But you and I were talking about this yesterday morning at another uh, business group. So there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, today, it's assessment time, though. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. 
Okay, so uh, everyone gets their property assessment in the mail. And it may be more relevant to those who are in the process of, say, buying a property right now. Now, when people are buying, they're talking to you because they need a mortgage. Uh, the bank is going to be asking for an appraisal, which we'll talk with uh, Amanda Mills about uh, after the next break here. Um, the big question is, how relevant to a property sale or to the value of a property is the BC assessment number. Well, you know what? You mentioned like it's part of my job. I'm getting these people looking to buy houses. And when I've got a purchaser looking out there in the market, the BC assessed value is not something that we really talk about. That's a really big conversation between uh, you and yep. the buyer, right? And the seller. Because <clears throat> when I've got somebody looking, we're really looking at the sale price on the realtor.ca. We're looking at what it has been marketed at and if they're going to be able to qualify at that. You know, a lot of clients that are buying will say, Denise, it's over the BC assessed value. Do you think this is this is good or whatnot? So my feedback to my clients when they start to look at purchasing and they do compare that purchase price to the BC assessed and I try to say don't compare you know, there's a lot that goes into how that house has been marketed and it has been looked at by that selling agent to see if it is in the price range of something in that neighborhood of a similar value, similar size, because what we're looking for is market value, not assessed value. And market value is what is a buyer willing to pay under the current market conditions. I say that a lot. So the other thing that I really instill in my clients is, do you think that BC assessment physically has been to that house and have they looked at that house? We don't know if there's been a lot of improvements to the house compared to the neighbor's house. It is an algorithm. Um, it's a calculation. Um, computer. Uh, it's the computer. Computer yeah. decided it. Yes. So yeah. it is like a pocket of an area and that is based on a rate and then based on the property value and it's going to spit out a number. But the likelihood that BC assessment has actually been to that house and walked through and seen all the improvements, if this is an improved home and it's a lot more expensive than the other value, a lot goes into the market value. It is not going to be a realtor is not going to just go ahead and list a home for sale based on the BC assessed value. So not a lot of connection there, but I always say it's a great starting point for me as a broker. If I've got a client looking to refinance, they're coming up for renewal and they want to say, maybe pull some equity. I need a starting point. I need to look at. Yeah, is it, is it a 1 million or is it a 2 million? Right. Yeah. 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 So that puts me in the ballpark to figure out how much equity they have in their home. And if they indeed can refinance. So it's a great ballpark for me. I also use the tool on uh, bcassessment.ca. When I look up their property, I will look at recently sold properties. So when you scroll down that page, it says sample sold properties. Yeah. They're not really up to date as up to date as you're going to have off of the MLS, but it is a really great starting point to say, oh, hey, in this condo complex that your unit is in, I can see that in the last year, all these other units sold. You can click on them, figure out if they're similar size and look at they all sold just above BC assessed or, hey, we're seeing sales just below BC assessed. It's a great starting point for me. But that's all it is. So because when the bank does not look at the assessed value, the bank orders Amanda to go do an appraisal. And it's the appraisal that they're going to base their approval on. It's not the assessment. Correct. Because if that was because if the assessment was the price, then I'll give you an example. There's a house in Saanich that sold at 975. This is recently. We're talking December 12th, okay. uh, December 15th. Sorry. 
uh, sold at 975 on an assessed value of 1360. Wow. There you right? go. So that was $400,000 over assessed. It was over assessed by $400,000. And if the bank only looked at the assessment, then they wouldn't need an appraisal. They just say, oh my goodness, this looks like a great, you know, the buyer's doing great, right? Yeah. 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 And then the other and thing too, you know, you, you mentioned about visits. I tell, I was telling the story to a client just the other day. My dad had assessors knock on the door. We're talking like, you know, whatever in the eighties or something. He would never let them in. <laughs> He's like, I don't want you, I don't want them to see, you know, what, you know, what I've done, yada, yada, yada. So when mom and dad, when we sold the family home, they had been there for almost 50 years. There had never been an assessor in there. So all the assessment authority could do is establish the purchase price, which by the way, 1963 was $14,700. Wow. Wow. So they figured, you know, they go 14.7 and then the increases or decreases every year, you know, the calculation, the computer just does the math. And that's how they establish the assessment. It had nothing to do with, you know, the, they didn't know that they put a basement in a kitchenette downstairs. They didn't know my dad was a gardener. Like it was a fantastic garden, like all of those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. Uh, I mean, it is just a calculation and we have to remind um, uh, homeowners of that. Like, a, it doesn't matter. If you're not selling, you're not doing anything, it doesn't matter unless it is so overvalued, like that example of that home. Maybe they should have challenged that BC assessment to say, hey, I, this is basing my property tax calculation. And that's a whole nother conversation. But, you know, it is just something that if you're not buying or selling, don't panic, right? It's yeah. just going to do its tick along as the calculations go. And then if you are refinancing, pretty darn good chance we're going to do that market appraisal, which will give you a much more accurate market appraised value. Yeah, it always makes me laugh when agents advertise uh, priced below assessed value. Yes. Right? Means nothing. Yeah. Means absolutely nothing. And then the other thing, too, I, I always love, it's, it's amazing that when people live in their homes, they want their assessment to be low. So you're paying lower taxes. But when they're selling, they want it to be high, right? Yeah. Uh, I will never forget many years ago when the market was harder, you know, when properties took longer to sell, I had a condo for sale in the Royal Oak area, didn't sell over Christmas time. And when the assessment came in, the seller called me up and said, hey, my assessment is up. You got to raise the price. <laughs> and and I said, we've been on the market for two months. Nobody has paid the price you're at right now. What makes you think that just because a piece of paper says it's worth more, someone will pay more. And the even funnier thing is that they were looking at buying a house, which also went up at the same time. And I said, hey, did you notice that the house you're looking at also, are you paying more for that? They're like, no. Yeah. So, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Yeah, I think we just have to ignore those values and really listen to the professionals and, and you know, hey, 2021, how on earth could you have figured out market value? Because people were paying way too much for homes. Changing right? by the so, day. Changing yeah, by the day. Yeah, so uh, it is, what is a buyer willing to pay under the current market conditions? That sets the market value in an appraisal. All right. So if well, your neighbors are all selling really, really high around you, there's a pretty good chance you've got a higher market value in that neighborhood. For sure, for sure. Well, so the main thing, the conversation we're having with you and I, I just wanted to ask the question, you know, how relevant is the assessed value when it comes to processing a mortgage? And the answer is, it's not. Like you said, it's a starting point to figure out. It, yeah. Yeah. Is it a $500,000 house? Is it a million? Is it a 3 million? That helps. But when we get a little more granular, more, more detailed, 
need to get an actual appraisal. Well, listen, uh, Denise Webster, always fantastic having her on our program here. Denise, if people need to reach out to you, how do they do that? Call me directly at 250-889-4743 or shoot me an email to denise at denisewebster.com. Uh, and listen, folks, before we go for our break here, I got to say, Denise and I have been talking. We feel like it's going to be a strong 2024, right? Yep. It's, get, it's off to a busy start. There we go. All right. I uh, need to take our break. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home to home show team members a call they would love to hear from you and of course you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com look under shows there you'll find us the whole home show with me tony joe all of our contact information is there you can always reach out to me directly as well and as a reminder for your podcast listener you can find us on itunes or google or wherever fine podcasts are found that includes in your car by the way if you've got google uh if you've got android um what are the names of these programs or you know in your tesla of course uh, uh apple play it's all there you can look up the whole home show with six years and 300 episodes worth over all this time uh you know every once in a while you might need some information that perhaps we covered four years ago maybe it wasn't relevant to you back then but it is now there's so much great content so many great guests we have been having a conversation about property assessments because of course that's where we're at right now it's the new year you've all received your property assessments in the mail i know a whole bunch of you have gone online and had a look at what your neighbors have sold for or what your neighbors are assessed at because that's what people do you're kind of nosy you want to know what's going on with the neighbors uh, but this ends up being a big point of discussion this time of year and of course we like bringing together our team to talk about property assessments these are there are three these were my first three guests way back in the day the first time we did the whole home show uh, and it was just fantastic having them and as a result we asked them to come back every year we just talked with Denise Webster who of course is our show partner and supporter always great hearing from her because I asked her what the relevance of assessed value to a mortgage application is she gave us the answer after the next break we're going to be having a chat with Peter Morris he is the author of how to successfully appeal your property assessment I'm going to be asking him what the process looks like uh, but right Right now we have uh, another guest who's been here many times before one of my friends in the community as well too always enjoy having her here you need to hear from an appraiser someone who does appraisals of properties and of course we ask for amanda mills from mills appraisal group amanda great having you here hi tony happy new year uh, happy new year to you and very soon it'll be happy chinese new year because we're both involved in the victoria chinese commerce association as well too yes. right yes. Yeah. you're the dragon yeah you're the dragon excellent okay um you get phone calls i'm sure too this time of year or when you're doing what you do of course is banks call appraisers to establish value on um either purchases or refinances right um yeah. so tell just really quickly tell the listeners kind of what that appraisal looks like like when you're out there uh doing a job for a lender 
Right. Well, when we're doing a full appraisal, which is 99% of the appraisals that we do, we go to the property, we photograph it inside and out, photograph all the rooms. We make our notes as we walk through the property for the room layout. Um, we subsequently measure the house on the outside, unless we have floor plans of it that have been drawn up by a credible uh, designer. And we... Um, make notes of the updated features of the property. We ask the owner what they've done. Uh, we try to get a sense of parts of the house we can't see, of course. We don't, we don't know what's happening in the roof. We don't know what's happening in the crawl space, but we do our visual um, inspection. And then we go back to our offices and that's where the real work comes into play. We're members of the Victoria Real Estate Board, so we have access to all the data on MLS. And we um, look for sales that are similar to the house that we're appraising. And because most of the appraisal work that we do is for banks for financing purposes, they want sales that are reasonably recent. And that, that depends on the volatility of the market, but in a hot market, probably a 30 day sale exposure would be what we're looking for. In a slower market or more even market, we go back three months. Um, oh, just just really quickly. So just for our listeners to know, and that's important because you can't use data that's 12 months old because the market changed since then. No, precisely. And yeah. then the owner may say, oh, well, my neighbor sold um, for whatever. And I said, well, when did that, that sell? Oh, two years ago. And I say, well, we're dealing in current time, not past time. So the time frame of a sale is extremely important. Oh, and, and the other thing too, if then if that neighbor said, oh, they got uh, you know, two million dollars in April of 2022. Well, we all know that's when the prices were absolute highest in history, and it's quite different right now than it was back then, right? Absolutely. I was, I've been looking at the graphs that the real estate board publishes, and yes, the peak of all time peak was really around February, April 2022, yep. and then it's been coming down ever since. The prices have started to go up again in um, May of 23, and then it sort of sloughed off through to the end of 23, and we'll see what happens in 24. Yeah. But the bottom line is you get you got to use current data anyway. Absolutely. It's yeah. critical. Unless, of course, and we, this does happen, um, more for private appraisals, but sometimes for lenders, that we do a retrospective and historical appraisal. Yeah, like for an estate, for instance. For estate, for capital gains purposes, for primary residence establishment, for accounting purposes, et cetera. But primarily, we're looking at current values and and remain current values. What people have paid in the last month or two months, that's what tells us where the market is. Okay. All right. So there's a few things that I'm, because we're talking about assessments today, there's a few things that I want to pluck out of what you brought up. The first one is, of course, you brought up the fact that the appraisal community gets this information from the Victoria Real Estate Board. I mention this all the time. Folks, you know, I say this, the real estate board's work is important because we collect all the data, which includes list price, sell price, days on market, all of those things. Um, that's what your realtor helps contribute to. The government doesn't collect all this information. Um, it's the real estate board and the appraisal uh, firms, the appraisal community plugs into that because we work together, right? Um, the second thing that I want to bring up is you go in person and you have a look at the attributes of the house. You get a feel and a, an idea and all that stuff. 
This is the difference between an appraisal and an assessment. Because folks, I ask you all the time, when's the last time you had an assessor in your house? Because you haven't, right? Yeah, I yeah. don't know when that last time might have been. It's <laughs> beyond our lifetimes. Um, okay, here's a question for you. I asked this question of Denise a couple minutes ago. How relevant is the assessed value when you were doing an appraisal for a lender? It's relevant insofar as we record what it is um, for the given year. Okay. And what becomes interesting in the process of doing the appraisal is to see what your valuation is at the end of your analysis compared to the assessed value. Mm -hmm. Now, the important thing to remember about assessments is that they are done on July the 1st of the previous year mm -hmm. and consider the condition of the house as of October 31st of that previous year. Right. Now you just you also just said that in a you know a, a normal market you'll look back three you know maybe three months thirty days to three months we're quite far from October so yes, again that's old information right yeah. and yeah. in July of last year 2023 the market was considerably higher yeah. than it is now yeah. so we might have a situation where the assessment could be higher than a current market value is. Or it could be this similar, or it could be more. Yeah. But really, we have to deal with current data, not historical data. Yeah, so important. This information, folks, I guess the bottom line in our conversation here with Amanda is um, the property assessment does not determine the value. Um, to get an appraisal by a certified appraiser like uh, Amanda Mills, Mills Appraisal Group, that is a much more accurate figure because you're physically in there, you've had a look, you've done your comparisons. That's the value there, right? Amanda, if people need to reach you, what's the best way? At my cell phone, 250-812-6841 or mills.amandap at gmail.com. And I'll put that information on the uh, CFAX page, as always, or folks, you can always reach out to me to connect with Amanda. She is a wealth of knowledge, uh, very long-term appraiser, and uh, very active in the appraisal community as well, too. Thanks for joining us today, Amanda. Thanks, Tony. A pleasure. You need to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're having a conversation this week about property assessments because, of, because of course, everyone received theirs. In fact, it wasn't the first week of January, which is common. People actually got it a little earlier. It's like an early Christmas present for 2023. We had conversations earlier with Amanda Mills from Mills Appraisal Group and Denise Webster, of course, our show partner and supporter, uh, both of them, giving insight as to what the property assessment really means. It's a big question that comes up. The, our phone starts ringing early in the year because of this. Um, but a person that we always like having about this time of year, we actually had him on six years ago and a number of times ever since. That would be Peter Morris. Peter has written a, um, a book about successfully appealing your residential property assessment. And I think that's something that you might want to know about. Uh, Peter, great having you back. So great to be back. Six years in a row. Yeah. Always a pleasure to be on your show, Tony. Great. Okay. Big question. Should people assess or, or appeal their property assessment? 
Well, the only correct answer to that one would be it depends. What people should do first and foremost is determine whether or not they should be appealing by doing an investigation of their property versus other assessments. And there's a reason for that. You see, there are over 2.9 million properties that are assessed annually by the BC Assessment Authority, but they don't have enough people to go out and look at all of those properties. So they use a computer program and the they put the onus on the property owner to verify that whatever the computer has come up with is correct. And I want to give you a couple of quick examples of where it can go off the rails. My daughter owns a property in Kamloops. Now, uh, her type of property on average throughout Kamloops has gone down in value by 3%, but her assessed value went up by 5%. So you can see there's a big swing between minus three and plus five. So we'll want to investigate as to whether or not that is correct for that little sub market because she's in this, you know, a little area, a neighborhood, and that neighborhood could have gone up 5% or could have gone down 10%. We don't know unless we look at it. <laughs> the other one I want to give you is myself. A number of years ago, I relocated from Vancouver Island to the lower mainland for work and other things. And since my kids had left, I downsized from my big house on Vancouver Island to a little town home. The thing I want to point out with this townhome is that all the units are basically identical. Mm -hmm. And there is a neighbor of mine who has a unit that is absolutely identical to mine in size and, you know, everything else. And his assessed value is $60,000 less than mine. Mm -hmm. And I got to find out why did that occur? Mm-hmm. And so the first thing that people should do is investigate. And in the book that I have, we show you how to investigate. If you find that there are anomalies, yes, definitely appeal because it's only going to work to your advantage. Bear in mind that the assessed value is not what you're going to sell the property for if you were to sell the property at some time in the future. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is reducing your tax burden. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and again, I mean, the 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 – the comment that you just made is really the key thing because, you know, it, as you know, the phone starts ringing because when people see their assessment go up or whatever, for instance, they call us in the uh, the real estate realm and go, oh, my property just went up so I can sell it for more now. Right. And it's a um, it's, it's really a demonstration of the fact that that assessment, that figure on your assessment um, does not represent what you what, no, you, what you sell the house for in the open market, right? No, no, it, it, you know, it's two completely different things. The assessed value is only used for taxation purposes. And bear in mind that assessed value was in July of 2023. Yeah. And, you know, um, any appraiser will tell you that if you're going to go look at the market, you have to look at what is the market doing today when you go to sell and not, you know, six months or eight months ago, because it could be way lower, way high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, when people go at, because it's a process here. I mean, let's face it, you know, you're saying investigate. Uh, this is when we get the phone calls when people say, you know, can you send us information about properties that sold in the neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. Um, that you know of, what is the success rate when people go and appeal their assessment? Well, first off, only about 2% of all property that's assessed is appealed. It's far higher in commercial real estate yep. uh, for obvious reasons uh, because a lot of people think, oh, my, my property is doing well. I don't need to appeal it. Uh, and I think that's a, that's an error. But um, the the actual number of how successful you are will depend upon how good of an argument you put forward. 
But I want to give uh, everybody a quick, important date. If you want to appeal this year's assessment, you must provide notice to the BC Assessment Authority no later than January 31st. So you have a very short period of time in order to do your investigative work. But there's a workaround to that as well. You could file what we call a protective appeal. You just basically put them on notice that you're going to appeal your assessment. And that gives you time from uh, now until the assessment hearing in order to do your investigation, put forward your case, and put together a good case. You know, I've seen people go into those meetings and they talk about the lack of garbage pickup or snow removal and things of that nature. It has nothing to do with that when you're appealing your property. Nothing to all do with the is, services of the municipality. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Um, and But so if you understand what they're looking for, you can put together a solid case. Uh, I've appealed my personal property numerous times and um, maybe I'm, I'm particularly good at it. I don't know, but I've come out on the better side uh, nine times out of 10. <laughs> well, and I, I seem to recall, you did mention this before, it really depends on the research that you've done and how prepared you are for that hearing, right? Definitely. I mean, bear in mind that uh, also in that meeting is going to be the BC assessment officer and their professional reputation is on the line once they sign off on that assessment. So they're going to stick by that and they have the knowledge, they have the skills, they have the training in order to put forward a good case. Um, once you understand, however, what it is that they're going to be looking for at this hearing, you're on an equal footing. But a lot of people just simply don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, could you sort of walk us through what someone could expect when they go into one of these meetings? Certainly. You have about 15 minutes. Uh, well, let me back up. First thing happens is you, you put in your uh, appeal or your protective appeal. A uh, number of weeks later, you're going to get a letter saying, we have scheduled you in front of the appeals board for such and such a date. Now, you should bear in mind that the appeals board is not part of the government. It is an independent board uh, of volunteers that have been you know, gathered together. So you'll have 15 minutes to present your case. The BC Assessment Authority also has 15 minutes to present their case. Mm -hmm. uh, you may, and I emphasize the word may, get a judgment at the end of that meeting as to whether or not your appeal will be successful. But generally speaking, what happens is they'll deliberate on that and you'll get a further notification in the mail whether or not you were successful in your appeal. Mm -hmm. If it is a major change, then uh, and you feel that you didn't get the appeal that you wanted, you can go to the next step, which is a more formal step, and you'd want to have an appraiser and other people there with you. You wouldn't do that over a thirty or forty or fifty thousand dollar adjustment in your assessed value. But I was speaking to a gentleman the other day. Uh, he had a property that increased in value uh, from one year to the next by one point five million dollars. He picked Ooh. up my book read through the book and appealed and guess what he got it brought down by uh 1.25 million dollars mm -hmm. so when you're dealing with that kind of money it's really important to consider that second step yeah well uh, and it, that is a big uh, i've never heard of uh of, of things of that particular scope because normally it's you know twenty thousand here forty thousand here that kind of thing the reminder as well too is it it is not necessarily a 
indicator that your taxes are going to go up because it really depends on your municipal on on the mill rate that the municipality has determined for that budgetary year right well two parts to that you're 100 percent correct on the municipal budget because that's made up independent of the assessed values yeah but whether or not your taxes go up or go down is the correlation between your individual property's assessed value against the aggregate the average if you will yeah. so for an example uh, in my daughter's case, uh, I mentioned that in her uh, general community, they go down 3%. She got an assessed value going up 5%. She would be paying more taxes as a result uh, if, because if everybody went down 3%, she went up 5%. You know, that's just ma simple math. So if you are successful in appealing your taxes, you can actually get not only a reduction for this taxation year, but it will flow through into future taxation years. So you'll reap this benefit for as long as you own the property. Yeah, well, the bottom line, and this is the message that you always give us year after year is it's worth it. It's it's worth looking into, take a little bit of time, right? But um, yep. yeah, certainly do that. So I want to remind uh, everyone uh, about your book. It is How to Successfully Appeal Your Residential Property Assessment. Um, you can get that online on your website, uh, Greenstead uh, Consulting Group, right, Peter? Actually, we uh, put that on attainmentpress.com, oh. and you can also get a printed copy through amazon.ca. Ah, okay. I'm going to put the links in our information on the cfax1070.com uh on our page, sorry, on the cfax1070.com uh, website. So you'll be able to do that. Uh, I have actually, I downloaded it many years ago. I have reviewed it. Uh, always great information, but uh, hey, why wouldn't you? If that, if this venue exists, folks, give it a try. And uh, especially, you know, nowadays, there just seems to be so much uncertainty about property values and all that kind of stuff. And if there's a way for you to, you know, uh, as Peter said, uh, put it to your advantage, why wouldn't you do that? Peter, thanks again for, for coming. It's always great having you here. And of course, it's always this time of year, right? And it's always a pleasure to be on your show, Tony. Great. It's Peter Morris. Again, he is author of How to Successfully Appeal Your Residential Property Assessment. Uh, thanks for listening this week, uh, folks. We'll be here for you this time next week.